Now that we're back in person from the pandemic, do you want to know more about what's happening in the disability community? Do you want to reconnect again to the disability community? You're in luck this time because this episode is all about the Inclusion BC Conference happening this upcoming weekend. Thursday, May 26th to Saturday, May 28th. You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Mira. We are situated on the unceded traditional territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh peoples. Eoch Tanuyap, Kwiget Yuans Kwiensna. Hi everybody, my name is Kwiget Yuans. I'm a member of the Squamish Nation and the Yogalanis Clan of the Haida Nation. You're listening to Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. We live, work, play, and broadcast from the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. Before we get into talking about the Inclusion BC Conference, that is upcoming weekend, let's put on our intro theme song, Possibilities by Key Sarah.
the song you just heard is Possibilities by Key Sarah. Key Sarah is a mother-daughter duo from Ontario, and the daughter who is singing is on the autism spectrum. You're listening to CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM and The Self-Advocate with your host, Allison Klein. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Mira. So this episode is all about the Inclusion BC Conference, which is coming up this weekend. Thursday, May 26th to Saturday, May 28th. I'm so excited for going to this. It'll be so much fun. So I'm going to be talking with Carla Bereshur, who is the executive director of the Inclusion BC, and she is helping coordinate the whole conference this upcoming weekend, which is exciting. Thank you so much, Carla, for being on my show. To start off, why do we need a conference? Why does Inclusion BC have a conference? What was the inspiration for having such a thing? Yeah, I think this is our 44th, 45th conference, Allison. So it really has been that um, time where our members and our supporters come together to learn, to advance the social inclusion for people with disabilities and celebrate our successes as, as a community. So it has really been the heart of Inclusion BC for many, many years. And we definitely felt... We, you know, we, we felt the whole that the pandemic left in our ability to come together and be together. And, you know, with that said, there we did have a virtual learning series for the past two years that has brought together, 30, like, I think 3,500 people. So we've certainly found ways to gather and um, kind of emulate what it would be like to come together in a conference. But we're really, really happy to be able to come back together um, this month, but also are holding on to some of those virtual components that allows more people to come in that may not quite be ready to meet in person. Um, as we know, the pandemic isn't completely over. So we're trying to create a very safe space for those that are there, but also the opportunities that those that aren't quite ready to come together in person can participate. It's so important to be able to have that soft landing and come back together, even though that the pandemic is still not quite over yet. What was the whole catalyst to have a conference in the first place? Why have a conference about disability and about specifically disability that includes intellectual and developmental and cognitive disabilities. So I think to, to speak to that, Alison, you kind of need to go back to the origin of, of Inclusion BC. And I mean, we've, we've had many different names. I think Inclusion BC is maybe our fourth, fifth name. Um, and really, it was a group of family members that came together um, to create different alternatives than the institutions in our province for their loved ones. And so we've been having annual general meetings as a formal society for 65 plus years. But 
probably about four decades ago, we recognized that if we really wanted to move inclusion for people with disabilities forward, we needed to create an opportunity where people could come together, learn, kind of talk through the pain points that people were experiencing and try to drive new solutions forward. And you need to do that quite periodically, like doing it once wasn't sufficient. So I think that's really why we've held on to this. So you can come together as a community, learn together, strategize together, and go off and try these things throughout the province, and then come back together and celebrated what's worked what hasn't and then learn from what hasn't worked and reset yourself and go out and try again so it's our way of building momentum um, and also creating that very intentional space for shared learning which is so essential to the advancing of any social movement that is especially important even today especially when we do get out of that pandemic. I'm actually writing a paper right now and I'm using Inclusion BC as one example in my paper. And I've seen that as well in, in my education, where even in 2022, with all of these advancements, we still need education. We still need to come together and then go back and learn from our mistakes. Can I add one more thing in there, Allison? Yes. I think one other thing that's quite, quite unique about our conferences from maybe some of the other conferences um, that you attend is, is it really reflects the kind of the structure which, rep, which Inclusion BC represents, right? Like we are very connected to self-advocates and self-advocacy leadership networks and community leaders with disabilities in our province. And we have them within our membership, as we do with the family members of people with disabilities sit within our, our membership and in our governance structures. And then we have the organizational members that serve them. So it's not service providers coming together. It's not family members coming together. It's not people with disabilities coming together. It's not government officials come together it's all coming together as a larger community that we in many situations were separated and defined separately under one umbrella under one event where we can really learn from a variety of perspectives so it's not a singular view it's grounded in the lived experience of people with disabilities and their supports and allies are kind of brought in around I never thought of that to have everybody come together that work with or have lived experience or loved ones with disability. It's not just one small little group. It's interconnections and almost like what my my master's degree is on, interdisciplinary. One of the most beautiful um, comments we hear year after year is when family members of young people with disabilities come to our conference and get to know like someone in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s and hear about their life, right? And it's just, it's learning about what's possible, right? Through people that have been supported to live full welcoming lives in community. And that's always just such a beautiful exchange where you see people that wouldn't have that opportunity to connect because one might live in Prince Rupert and one might live in Kelowna, right? So their path, their cross may not have passed in any other environment except for our conference. So that's always kind of one of the special things for me is that we're connecting people and wisdom and perspective um, that wouldn't have come together in any other environment necessarily. That is very important to be able to cross paths with each other and be able to talk to each other and see what future self can can be as well. Mm -hmm. What have been some of the highlights in past conferences that you've seen? What are some of the positives that you've seen? 
you know, I think just the, the opportunity to be be together and the dinner dance, the celebration is always the highlight. Just that opportunity to come together and celebrate and have fun and eat delicious food and see old friends. Like the learning is really important. And there's an amazing lineup this year. But I think the highlight year after year after year is the party. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the party <laughs> as well. That would be one of my highlights is to go to the party and what yeah. to, to wear to the party. Yeah, well, yeah, that's how it, people do do come um, dressed to impress, I guess is how you say it. But no, it, it is definitely a fun time. Um, and I, I do think kind of that energy kind of builds throughout the days and it really um you know that really supportive encouraging thoughtful um exchange between people is always so beautiful plus there's a, a many people that are just so generous with their wisdom and their knowledge and their practice and so um willing to share in a way that's accessible to everybody. I think that's the other thing as well, is that every session is asked to be in plain language and the information shared with universal principles of design in place. So it's accessible to everybody. Um, it's pretty wonderful. And we're getting better and better at that each year. That is so important to be able to have plain language and have that universal design of accessibility. I have benefited from that immensely, just to be able to have that plain language and have that universal design. I felt like I was blending into society instead of being off to the side. That's very important. And with that, let's go into a quick break. Don't go anywhere because there will be more about the Inclusion BC conference on the Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Alison Klein. Did you know that Vancouver Co-op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM has over 90 different shows produced by over 350 community members? This wide range of programming produced by our diverse group of programmers ensures that we have a show you'll love. We have shows on feminism, spirituality, disability rights, politics, unions, and parenting. We play jazz, indie rock, reggae, blues, and folk. We broadcast in a dozen different languages and have more First Nations programs than any other radio station in Vancouver. Find your show on Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. All different, all the time. You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Alison Klein. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Alison Mira. This episode is all about the Inclusion BC conference is happening next weekend. Thursday, May 26th to Saturday, May 28th. So exciting, and I'm going to it. I'm very excited about that. I am talking with Carla Verschuer, 
who is the executive director of Inclusion BC and the conference coordinator for this conference coming up next weekend. To get back into things, what have been some of the more difficult or negative parts of attending or coordinating the Inclusion BC conference? Yeah, (laughs) this conference was originally intended for 2020, right? And we had already launched registration back um, before the world changed in March of that year. And then we had postponed it, right? Well, everything will be fine by October, right? We little did we know. So it was really, it was really this moving target. Like, when is the best time to have the conference, right? Like, when is it safe to gather? And I, I think that's been the hardest part is that that energy around when is the right time to bring people back together in person. Um, And and at that point, we're really, you know, following the guidance of our provincial health office and giving us that guidance. But there's still that sense of uneasiness about it. Did we get the timing right? Right? Like, will people come? Um, Will people feel safe to come? Will speakers want to come? So I think it's just logistically, it's been really tricky to hold everybody for two years right like we want you know we had speakers lined up we had keynote speakers lined up and really we had the hotel lined up we had bands lined up and we just asked everybody to be on hold and they were incredibly generous with us and held there and kept moving spaces in their in their calendars um so i I think the, the logistics of when how you know People are coming. We've sold out, right? So I, I think that we're def- people are definitely keen to be there. But that's been the hardest part as an organization that wants to respect people for who they are and where they're at, and how do we make space for everybody, knowing that everyone's not at the same point right now. So I know that's been very difficult for me as well to not be able to go into in person to many things and then catching COVID two years into this pandemic and not wanting to infect others. That's a big issue mm-hmm. for any, for everyone. It's scary. It's, mm-hmm. it's very nerve wracking to, to have that for everybody. And to hear that it's now sold out, that's fantastic. That's So that t- tells me people were ready to come together. <laughs> yeah. One last question before the listener can find Inclusion BC contact info and how to register for next year's conference. For an organization like Inclusion BC or a person with a disability, Um, who wants to become a keynote speaker at a conference or another organization who wants to start a conference about disability, what's one piece of advice you would give to them? Um, Maybe I'll answer the first question uh, about becoming a keynote speaker. I think the best way to launch a career in keynote speaking, and you had Alex on the show as well. And I know Alex has been a keynote at the Inclusion BC conference. So I think it's really important that you get your name out there and start doing the presentations and building that fan base and getting you know people to hear how wonderful and what you have to offer. Um, and then I think that the ask will start coming your way. Right when you've you've started uh, establishing yourself within the speaking community, and there's definitely opportunities at this conference to kind of develop 
your public speaking and presentation skills. Um, and that's provided by people with disabilities that have been working towards that themselves. So we, I'm happy to say that we've we've um, created some learning and skill development in speaking and, and sharing in this event. So I think that if you're wanting to become a keynote speaker, getting yourself out there, that's the best way to go about it, right? Getting your name out there, getting your message out there, and then people will find you. And I know that's how we found Alex, right? We, you know, he had presented at our session and his, his evaluations came back. Like best part of the conference was Alex Magnuson. And then we're like, well, we need to get him on the main stage. He's, you know, he's got, he's got a message that people want to hear. Um, so I, I think that's a really, really important part around, you know, promoting yourself is, is, is finding those spaces where people can get to know you. Now, your second question was about, um, planning an event right um oh, that one's a bit that one's a bit trickier right it is expensive to host conferences let me tell you so I, I think that the big thing is looking to the community and your supporters and your allies and really looking at these events as a collaboration not a single organization so that's what inclusion bc has always done we've never held a conference by ourselves uh, we always host co-host it with our community partners and to ensure that we can kind of meet different delegates year after where we rotate our conference so one one year will be in the lower mainland and then it might be in the north and then it might be on the island then it might be in the interior and that's a really important um, piece for us is that we have a conference that tours which means we're always working and getting to know different communities you know, working um, with our entire federation and different community partners that bring that unique flavor and keep the momentum and the, and the culture of each conference alive so it is really um my advice would be don't try to go up and do it by yourself look look for those community partners and allies that you have and then try to do it together because then you're sharing the workload you're sharing the cost and you're sharing your networks to promote it which will lead to a more successful event to find those co-collaborators to help out with the expense and to help out coordinate that's really important one other question i just thought of it what do you hope in the future for people with disabilities um i you know I think that one of the most, you know, Benita Zarello um, introduced a motion to um, move forward with the Disability Benefit Act without delay. I want people, I want everyone, everyone with or without a disability to have access to childcare, have access to, you know, a meaningful education in our public education system. I want people to have friends. I want people to have networks that love and care about them. Um, I want people to have a livable income. I want people to have stable housing. I want people to have their mental health needs met as well as their health needs. Um, I want people to have good lives in welcoming communities. And I want that for everybody. In our role as an advocate for people with disabilities, we know that not everyone has those same opportunities. And I guess that is always the vision that everything that we do as an organization is moving towards. A, a welcoming life and community for everybody. That's a great point to have a welcoming life for everybody and to have the same access points in education, childcare, mental health, physical health, housing, the list goes on and on. How can the listener find Inclusion BC? 
and this conference and sign up for next year. Oh, definitely. So you can just visit our website, which is www.inclusionbc.org. And we have a conference section on our website that you can click on. Um, and you'll also see all of our campaigns and projects there as well. If you're looking at getting involved, but maybe conferences aren't your thing. Um, next year is a little bit of a different flavor for the conference because our partnership is, is different. We're partnering with the Canadian Association for Supported Employment and the BC Employment Network to host a world conference. So we're actually welcoming the world to BC next year in Vancouver. Um, so it is going to be a huge conference. Like we're talking into the thousands next year. So it'll there'll be a strong, strong focus on employment and skill development for next year's conference. Um, but we do hope that people can come out. That would be so exciting. Yeah, I think it's called Inclusion Works next year is the name of the conference, Inclusion Works as I'm going, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, that'll be so exciting. It'll be a good one for sure. Thank you so much, Carla, for being on my show and talking about this. My absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure. Don't go anywhere because there will be more about the Inclusion BC conference and my talk with Alexander Magnuson about being the host and keynote speaker of the Inclusion BC conference next weekend on the self-advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. Vancouver Co-op Radio CFRO 100.5 FM, an idea we're stealing. Vancouver's original community radio station since 1975. Vancouver Cooperative Radio, CFRO, 100.5 FM. Homemade, not store-bought. Before I talk with Alexander Magnuson, let's play the song Yes We Belong by Missy D. Missy D is one of the performers at the Inclusion BC conference, which is happening next weekend, Thursday, May 26th to Saturday, May 28th. So this song is to get people excited for the Inclusion BC conference next weekend.
if you like the way I'm choosing. We can get together for some social inclusion. If you like the way I'm shaking, all the choices that I'm making. Let's get together for a love infusion. We're gonna do our best. We ain't gonna rest until we get the Y-E-S. Yes, yes. The song you just heard is Yes We Belong by Missy D. You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Mira. So this episode is all about the Inclusion BC Conference, which is happening this upcoming weekend. Thursday, May 26th to Saturday, May 28th. I am so excited for it. You just listened to my interview with Inclusion BC. Coming up next, I am going to be talking with Alexander Magnuson, who is the host of the Inclusion BC conference, which is in Surrey this upcoming weekend. I am so excited to hear Alexander speak this weekend. Thank you so much. Alexander, for being on my show. Thank Um, you so much for having me. First off, what inspired you to become a public speaker and an advocate for the disability community? Uh, I've been doing it for so long that I, I, yeah, actually, I still know why I am. Um, I, I just, I know a lot of people with disabilities that cannot talk for themselves. Um, I, 
know a lot of people with autism specifically that are not able to articulate what they what they want or need in verbal ways. Um, and me having autism and being able to speak about it, I think really inspires me to keep going because not everybody has that luxury of being able to speak with words. I love that idea. I really do. I think that's a great idea to be able to speak not only for yourself, but for others who don't have that luxury to speak. Absolutely. That, that must be really difficult to do as well. Having that pressure for being that voice of others. Yeah, um, exactly. It is It is a bit of pressure because if you get it wrong, people will definitely tell you about it. So that um, can lead to some pressure. But um, there are some um, stories that I tell that, you know, will hopefully re re resonate with um, at least a few people, right? So I just tell my stories and then if they relate to it, great. And if not, then they hopefully get some entertainment out of it. So then they can at least learn something about maybe somebody else or something like that. So that's that's why I, I keep doing it and I... I really like it and stuff like that. What are some of the highlights of being a public speaker? Some of the highlights is after the speech, you always have a lineup of people um, wanting to talk to you. I love some of the highlights I have of being a being a public speaker is that the lineup of people afterwards that coming to talk to me specifically, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll get all giddy and it's like talk, you know, they're like, Oh my God, you're like a celebrity. And it's really, it's really, really nice to be, to be held in what, which with such high esteem, but also their stories that it's like, Oh, you know, my kid really X, Y, Z, this really helped me understand or, this really helped me understand myself and I wasn't able to articulate it, even though I'm able to articulate it, you just did it really beautifully. Um, and then some of my highlights, I would say, would be going to the um, TEDx Langley. That was one of my probably highlights of my career, for sure. One of many. I watched your TEDx Langley. Mm -hmm on YouTube, I would have been so frightened doing that. And to be able to connect with others and to connect with you on that YouTube video was so cool. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you wanna know a secret about that actually? Sure. Uh, until I walked on stage, I had no idea what I was going to say. Everybody was kept asking me, what are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? And I'm like, I don't really know. And then the per we were doing um, we were doing uh, rehearsals, and it was my turn to stand up there for fifteen minutes, and I just did another speech of how I never do any preparation for speeches, and they thought it was brilliant, and they're like, okay, can you at least say, can you say that? And I'm like, I won't remember what I said, so I said a completely different speech the next day, obviously the one that aired, and that's what came out, and I had no idea what I was going to say from sentence to sentence, really. I just kind of winged it and made sure I stayed on the timer and turned out all right. So I thought I was quite impressed with it. My one of my favorite things to do is say oops when when something amazing that happens. Oops. And yeah. and people go, why is that an oops? 
I say that is just an irony of who I am. Like, oh, it's so by mistake, I did something so good. Yes, I get it now. Yes. That's a great point. What was the experience like for being on that TEDx Langley and now being on YouTube and advocating and being a public spe- speaker on YouTube? It's awesome. I I had no idea that my little TEDx talk was going to be so well received with many, many people. Um, I, I just went on there just because it would, you know, it was kind of a fun thing to do. And there was this, another speaker that was um, a hero of mine that was doing her TEDx talk when she was, when I was doing mine. So I thought that was really cool. And she was right before or after me, I forget. I, oh, right before me. And then it was my turn. Um, and I was just so busy, intrigued watching hers. I just was telling the host, okay, now what do I say? And she's like, what do you mean? What do you say? You're supposed to know what you say. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say. And then she was hooking me up to the microphone going, oh my God, this is going to be really, really bad <laughs> thinking. Right. And, um, it was great. The backstage was, was so funny. Um, it was, you'd have, um, there was like this candy dish and every time somebody came off stage and was finished their speech, they grabbed, um, like a little handful of candy it's like a celebration of oh my god i'm done um and then you'd see it and then it was and then you'd see the before there would be a bucket of nerves bucket of nerves you know people were like hypo you know almost hypoventilating they were so nervous and i was just and then they would take a candy after they're done and like whoo i'm done and then it was really nice that i did it too and you know everyone did it and it was it was really nice to uh have that camaraderie and it was like a dinner after for all the speakers and stuff like that. And um, we got treated so, so well, like, you know, just like, like I said, celebrities, right? So um, it was, it was something that I don't take for granted. And I am just so honored that I got to do it. And it, like I said, uh, I think it's probably one of my favorite speeches that I've done. And it just happened to be on YouTube. So that's really cool too, which is really nice. That must have been such a whirlwind experience and to be able to to do that oh my goodness hearing about about that and having being able to be treated like a celebrity would have been so cool it was really nice it was really nice to be treated like a celebrity for something that I hold very passionate in my heart and that people it's it's just so amazing they, everybody wants to hear it and stuff like that and it's just like I, I feel like I'm a celebrity for the right reasons you know like you know how there's celebrities that are celebrities because they're celebrities and they're rich and famous and, and that's wonderful but to be a mini celebrity um for something that's for just being me like literally I'm just me I just have autism with yeah, <laughs> splash of sensory issues and all that stuff, right? That comes with autism. Um, but it's cool that I'm using it, I guess you could say, in a very positive way to help my fellow community members. Oh, that's amazing. To be able to feel like a celebrity for the right reasons and be able to advocate for that 
and champion that and help others. That's a great point for a quick break. Don't go anywhere because there will be more about the Inclusion BC conference, which you will see Alex Magnusson on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM and The Self-Advocate. Vancouver Co-op Radio 100.5 FM is political. Co-op Radio is poetry. Co-op Radio is tango. Co-op Radio is gay. Ecology. Comedy. Feminism. Philosophy. Yoga. Reggae. Bicycles. Trade unions. Gospel. Live. Local. Asian. African. Vancouver Co-op Radio is community. Your community. Vancouver Co-op Radio. CFRO. 100.5 FM. All different. All the time. You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Mira. So right now I'm talking with Alexander Magnuson, who is the host of the Inclusion BC Conference, which is coming up this upcoming weekend. Thursday, May 26th to Saturday, May 28th. And I am so excited of going and talking to everybody and learning so much. So I'm going to change the tables a little, Alexander. What are some of the difficulties in public speaking while having a disability? That's an interesting question. Um, I would say that the... the um, Sometimes people will see my newspaper articles or something and stuff like that, and they won't. They'll assume that somebody else might have, I guess, put almost words in my mouth where they maybe didn't think I said it and maybe somebody else thinks they said it. Um, so maybe, I guess, a lack of credibility before they actually hear me speak live. And then they go, oh, okay, it's actually him that's speaking, not somebody that's writing a nice article from my voice, you could say. Um, that was definitely at the beginning. Now I have, I feel a lot more credibility. So I don't feel that there is much um, difficulties because what I know is my story and all I'm telling is my story, right? So it's, it's not hard. Sometimes it's hard to figure out what to wear, <laughs> what bow tie to wear. But um, now that I have, you know, certain stories that I'll tell for this this speech and certain stories for that kind of speech, it's sometimes it's hard to, to figure out which ones would be most gravitating to the audience. Um, I guess that would be the only hard thing. Um, I think it might be hard for the viewers because I change topics really fast and I talk about like two different topics or three different topics at 
one time, but that's very normal for people with autism, especially for myself. I'll just use myself as an example. My mind is going a mile a minute. So getting everything through my mouth by the time I think of the next topic can be hard for people to listen to it maybe, but I hope that I kind of go around in circles enough to go back to what I was really talking about. So hopefully that helps them understand me better. I totally understand that. Sometimes that first people don't give people with disabilities enough credit until we have some momentum under us or some accreditation or yes a lot of experience under our belts and then people without disabilities then understand about us and then understand how to better accommodate or listen to us better instead of just hearing us yeah yeah it's it takes a bit of a process sometimes depending on um the nature of disability how it presents you know some people um more assistance than they really do or they look like they need no assistance but really they do need assistance so there's always that um don't judge a book by its cover you know it's an old saying but it's a good saying i like that saying i really do like that saying this is one of my favorite questions that i ask everyone what's one piece of advice you would give to a person with a disability like autism who wants to become a public speaker oh that would be easy uh figure out what you want to say figure out an order that you want to say it in stick to a rough script practice it a little bit and go for it fake it till you make it because nobody knows your story like you do So if you make a quote unquote mistake, it doesn't matter because the audience won't know it because it's your story. That's such a good piece of advice. Fake it until you make it. Absolutely. That's that's how that's how I run my life, man. Fake it till you make it. (laughs) I like that. I think you understand how I do my radio show. Sometimes fake it until I make it as well. Uh, Absolutely. And sometimes you get the best quality stuff from that. You know, you're just trying your hardest with your heart and your soul and you just go for it you know and you just hope that you turn out something good and it's great how can the listener find you alexander do you have social media do you have a website i have social media um i have facebook that is alexander magnuson and then I also have Instagram that is, um, let me just find it. Sorry, hold on for a second. Um, Alex underscore Magnuson one, I believe that is me. Thank you so much, Alexander, for talking with me today. I hope to meet you this upcoming weekend. I would love that. And seeing you as the host of the Inclusion BC conference. Have I said too many times that I'm getting excited for this? Oh, I'm so excited. Before ending this show, there are a couple of events happening soon next weekend. So in two weeks time after the Inclusion BC conference, 
One is the Access Community Arts Festival, which is presented by the Downtown South Gathering Place Community Centre in conjunction with Kickstart Disability Arts and Culture. The Access Festival is May 23rd to June 5th with a parade Saturday, June 4th with a cabaret Friday, June 3rd at 5 p.m., which I will be attending. And there is a play that is being hosted by the Revolver Theatre Festival, and which is hosted by Up in the Air Theatre. The play is called Built Different, Respect the Process. It is about autism, and it is written, directed, and performed all by autistic people. There is a relaxed performance June 4th. I hope everybody can do these events. I am definitely going to go see Built Different. Hope to see everybody there. To end out this show, let's put on our outro theme song, Better Miracle by Kiprios. Kiprios is a Vancouver-based rapper. Even though he doesn't have a disability, the song, Better Miracle, talks about having a better tomorrow, but not a miracle. If you want to listen to this podcast again, or missed any part of this show, you can find it on anchor.fm or wherever you find your podcasts. You can find me, Alison Klein, on Twitter and Instagram at Alison Mira. Enjoy more programming, everyone. Today, my window, the sun came through. Today was the day I thought I'd look to my window. Felt the pain that I knew. The sun heard about it when he came to, came through. Good looking out, I needed you. Today was the day that didn't need rain. My window looked to me to make a change. The sun rising to the occasion came through. Good looking out, I needed you. Oh, 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 oh. Within myself, I'm gonna be okay. Remember, back then I've come a long way. The dream may never ever be the same, but came true. Still here with you, and that'll do. I know the road I'm on is not an easy way. Remember that I will define the path I take. The dream, yeah, I'm a dreamer. What can I say? Came true. Still here with you, and that'll do. I feel it's in my fingers. I know it's in my soul now. Don't need, I don't need a miracle. Just want to get a little better. I feel it's in my fingers, I know it's in my soul now Don't need, I don't need a miracle, just want to get a little better oh, oh. I'm not asking for a miracle, oh, oh. just want to get a little bit better